All right, here we are, Friday of the long weekend. You might be thinking to yourself, hey, it's Friday. The kids like pizza on Friday. I'm just going to whip out, grab uh, the family some pizza, head over to the local strip mall, and then uh, bring it on home. Tickety-boo, everybody's happy. We start our night. We have a, a, a movie. Maybe that's what Justin Smith was planning when he headed out to get his family dinner last Friday night. Uh, what he didn't expect is that he would be waiting to undergo surgery, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, and he, um, it may be at least nine months till he's able to work again, and he may never walk normally again. He was the victim of an ugly road rage incident. He joins the Kelly Cotrera show right now. Justin, welcome to the show. I am so happy you've decided to come on with us. Thank you for being here. Uh, no problem, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Did I reach you in the hospital? I am currently lying in my bed right now, and I, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> So, wow, what a difference uh, a week makes. Can you start off with Friday night and walk us through uh, the, what happened? Let us let me just get you started. You're going out to get food for the family. Yeah, it was a typical Friday evening. Uh, finished work, going to shoppers to, you know, get the famous chicken burgers and french fries that we like to have as the family on Friday nights. Um, I get all my shopping, and uh, as I was coming out, you know, this is a typical... Typical theme I see all the time, either somebody parked in a handicapped spot or somebody parked in uh, a fire route. I I will usually say something, not because I'm looking for a fight or controversy or, or whatnot. I'm just, they shouldn't be parked there. And I usually will speak up and say something. So as as I walked by his car going to mine, I, I simply said to the guy, hey, man, not a great place to park your car. There was no conversation. He didn't say anything. You looked at me. I thought, well, okay, that's good. Normally, somebody, you know, they'll say something back. They'll give me a couple, you know, curse words, and that'll be that. But he said nothing. I got in my car thinking, okay, we're cool. Started heading home, and I'm, you know, Kipling and Dixon area. It's not very far to my house. I'm at Islington and Dixon, so it's like a two, two-minute drive. Um Halfway to my house, the gentleman caught up to me at the lights, um, started screaming and yelling. There was now, at this point, a second person in his vehicle, which there wasn't initially, um, screaming and yelling, yelling at me across, you know, three lanes of traffic and lights turned were you one, Were you stunned at first? Were you thinking, what's going on here? Oh, is that the person that I just said, hey, well, great place to park? Well, that's, that's funny you say that because initially when... When uh, he came to a screeching halt at the lights, like he was on a mission to get me, uh, he came to a screeching halt, and I looked to my left, and because of the noise, and the guy looks at me and goes, "Hey, are you the?" Or, or polite term, "Hey, are you the parking police?" And I looked at him and I said, "Who are you?" I, I don't even know who you are, buddy. And then I just snap of a finger, is like, "Ah, it's the guy I was just talking to at the parking lot." And uh, you know, we kind of had a little exchange, said a few things. Light turned green, and, you know, I proceeded to my complex, my apartment building where I live, and I pulled in, uh, pulled into my complex thinking, you know what, it's over. He wasn't following me into the complex. Um, I park at the back of my building, so I proceeded to the back of my building, and just before I was about to make a left turn to where my parking spot is, uh, where my building is, if you don't live in the area, you wouldn't know this there's a second access point to the back of my building that comes off of Islington Avenue. Um, he comes flying up the hill. So I noticed this and I said, okay, this is, uh, I can see where this is going now. Clearly this guy is, is enraged. 
and uh, he's not letting this go. So I was able to lose him for a second in my parking lot, um, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go to the front of my building. I'm going to go park my car there because if anything happens, at least there's more witnesses, there's more people uh, to, to, to see if anything happens, right? And, Let uh, me stop you for a second because yeah. I just want to get a pulse on how you felt at this time. I mean, you're a pretty big guy, but mm-hmm. was your adrenaline running? Were you at all frightened? Were you thinking, oh, my gosh, this is not good? What's going through your mind? My adrenaline was definitely running. Um, I Listen, Kelly, I've been in these situations a couple times where guys get a little heated and they'll kind of follow you a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I... I wasn't too scared or terrified, let's just say, uh, leading up to him hitting me with the car, like I, I or, or let's just say him following me through the complex. Um, right. But after a couple minutes of watching him kind of go around my complex looking for me, that's when I, I kind of slowly, and it doesn't happen a lot, um, not because I'm a tough guy, but like, it, you know, it, it's just, I, 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 that was the moment I dawned on you. You yeah, knew it was different. I'm a little worried. And uh, that's when I decided, listen, I'm going to go to the front of the building because obviously something's going to happen. Um, there's going to be a confrontation with this guy. So, yeah, I was. So, did you scared. get out of the car? Yeah. So, I went to the front of the building, parked my car. Um, you know, there's a thousand things you could, I could have done. But what I did is I got out of the car and uh, I, I, was, I was angry. I was pissed off. Um, like, who do you think you are chasing me and following me around to my house? Threatening my family. Yeah. Now he knows where you live. Sure. Absolutely. Um, So I got out of the car and I started walking towards him and I was yelling at him like, I can't use the exact words on air, but, you know, essentially, Mm -hmm. why are you following me? Get out of here. Leave me alone. And it was just, it's funny when I think of the story and I think of that moment uh, of of impact with him, all I can think of and remember is the rev of the engine. I just remember the rev and... He just, that was it. He drove right into me. Had a brief moment where I honestly thought maybe he's playing chicken. Maybe he's going to swerve. Because let's be honest, who really thinks that someone's going to drive a car into you? Really, you know, that was the last thing in my mind. Um, Yeah, so he drove into me. I just, I remember, ugh. Remember going into the car, into the windshield. Um, I can explain the story a thousand times, but I can't do it without crying. Um, went into the windshield, I heard a crack, and it literally felt like I was on this car forever. Um, and then it, it was just, I just felt weightlessness, just kind of free fall for a second or two because I was being thrown from the car. Um, and I landed on the ground and tried to... Uh, tried to twist and turn in a, in a motion where I could quickly turn around because I work with the post office. I'm a letter carrier. So um, I'm really good with numbers and letters and memorizing. So even if I was just to get a partial plate for the cops, um, but in that moment, I kind of went to roll and I grabbed my leg to do this roll. And I noticed my, you know, my entire skin essentially was flat um, and just bleeding everywhere. So, um, that was the moment when I experienced the most excruciating pain that I've ever 
ever experienced in my life. I wish nobody to ever go through that pain. Uh, just to give it a little background, if you're just joining us now on the Kelly Cotrera Show, uh, Justin was picking up dinner for his family last Friday, walking back to the car, notices somebody uh, inconsiderately parking in a fire lane and said, hey, uh, great place, place to park, buddy. And I can relate because that's something I'd say. Because I think it's it's up to us to check each other. And uh, he was followed home by this person. They actually hit him with a car. I say they because police right now are um, looking for the culprit, a uh, man and a woman that were in this uh, this car. I believe was it a car or was it a truck, Justin? No, it was uh, it was a car. It was like a Honda Civic kind of thing, I believe. But it was a car. It was a car. So there you are lying in your parking lot in the front of your building in excruciating pain. What happened next? Uh, I gave out the most blood curdling screams probably that you would ever hear in your life. Um, it was intense. So I, I was just screaming in pain. It felt like I was there forever screaming, but, um, and I, I, re- I really don't know how long it took, but I had a few, few really good guys that I know in the building. Um, and uh, you know, come to my rescue, and one, they were just helping me, asking me what they could do to stop yelling, you know, just try to lay still, you know, giving me water, letting me squeeze them, because I just needed something to, to you know, mm. kind of grip onto, try to take away the pain, but, uh, yeah, it was just people were coming, and, you know, of course, because of the commotion, there's everyone out looking on their balconies, and, you know, I probably had about, I don't even know, maybe six, seven, eight people that had come down, and brought pillows for me to try to put under my head and it was it was a nice response by uh by the community and by the people in my building it was uh they're your neighbors they're your neighbors and you're all there for each other now how much how much of the uh neighbor uh your your group of neighbors saw what went down and you went to the front of the building which was really smart because i'm guessing there's some sort of video surveillance at the front of your building did they? Did the the camera manage to capture license plates? What do you know about how much the police know about this person that deliberately drove into you with a car and hit you? Well, honestly, uh, my wife has taken over most of the lead in terms of talking with the police and getting that information. But from what I have been told, is the cameras at uh, our building mostly just caught like side angles of the car, um, not so much. Uh, license plate number um, so it's great that we have all these cameras but they really didn't help us too much in that aspect um, I think the uh, I think the cameras at the plaza were the first initial contact that happened was where they were able to make out the information uh, about the occupants and we haven't spoken to the detectives since I believe Wednesday and we are going to call them today but I'm I'm hoping that one of those, there's three cameras that he was directly sitting under outside of the bank. And uh, from what we were told that one of those cameras, because banks are very difficult in helping investigations, we were told. So we were told that one of those three cameras was actually owned by the property management of that complex, that uh, plaza. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that uh, that camera will get exactly what we need uh, in terms of catching this guy. I'm hoping he's uh, caught soon and brought to justice. Yeah. Uh, it's just a horrible story. So where are you at right now with regard to um, how much have you been patched up and what kind of surgery are you waiting for, if you're willing to go into length about that? And I understand the concern is is financial as well, pay, helping pay for that. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I'm just kind of, I've already had one surgery, so they, 
they had me um, they had me do an emergency surgery on Friday after the actual incident. Uh, essentially, they've put uh, a thing called um, a stabilizer into my leg. So essentially, you've got two pins at the bottom above my my ankle. You've got two pins uh, above my kneecap, and they're in you know put into my leg to hold it together. Um, and then there's these rods that kind of connect all the way between to these to these pins. So this little contraption here, which is interesting to look at, is uh, is holding my leg together. So I'm I'm having this in my leg until my second surgery. Um, and from my understanding is once that surgery is done, it'll, uh, it should be the last surgery. And they're going to be apparently uh, putting in rods and putting in some plates, essentially reconstructing my lower leg because um, the, the tibia was shattered. So wow. it, it's not um, a pleasant experience. So I'm going to have some, uh, some metal That'll put into me, and you're going to make noise when you go through the uh, right? the the security at the airport yeah. next time. That's for sure. But so, I mean, and I don't mean that glibly because you know, know I just I just feel absolutely horrible for you. Uh, this is just a horrific story because I and I think a lot of the listenership can relate. Chris tells me you listen to the show and you assured him you would never call me ma'am. So you know no. that I'd be the type of person that would do exactly what you did. It wouldn't be aggressive. Just be, hey, great place to park. Nicely yeah. done. It's sort of like a, hey, tap, tap. If you haven't noticed, you're in the wrong place so that people can go, oh, geez, because sometimes people do things without noticing that they're yeah. doing that. Right. Absolutely. And so you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But then this happened to you. You are going to have a lot of rehab to go through. You have, you'll have about nine months until you're able to work. And I understand that somebody has set up a GoFundMe page, uh, for you and your family because you also have something in common with our producer, Chris Creston. You're the father of twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's tough. How are the kids taking it? The kids are good. Um, the kids are good. I, I've physically seen them once. Since the uh, incident last Friday, they did come to the hospital uh, middle of this week. Um, they seemed okay. I mean, they're in good spirits. I mean, they know their, you know, their daddy's hurt. They know daddy's, uh, you know, out of commission for a little while. But um, they seem okay. I mean, they, they've, from what my wife's been telling me, they've been sticking to her a lot and not really letting mm-hmm. her be by herself. And and uh, you know they. I told them when they were leaving, I was like, okay, boys, you got to listen to me. You guys are going to be the man of the house now. You know, you got to take care of mommy, make sure she's okay and take over for me until I can get back home soon. You know, and they, they're good little kids. They love to help. Love those guys to death. So, you know, to be honest with you, my, my only concern, well, I shouldn't say only, one of my biggest concerns was when I was down there outside of my building, lying there with all that commotion. I kept looking up to my balcony multiple times because my biggest fear was for them to see me on the ground in the state that I was. So sure. I'm just it's... absolutely grateful that they didn't hear a thing. They didn't see nothing because it's not a moment I want my kids to No, it's to Well, remember. it's frightening. It's a frightening, frightening it, visual. It's been frightening for uh, all of us listening. I just uh, think it's a, a terrible story about how people you know, can lose it on yep. other people. You know, we're living together uh, as a, you know, a community and 
You just, uh, you don't expect anything like this. Justin, no. I wish you a speedy recovery. Chris has tweeted out at Creston Talks, your GoFundMe page. Well, uh, we're thinking of you and hopefully, um, you know, we can keep you company as you get ready for your surgery and we'll check in again with you on the Kelly Cotrera show. Sounds good. I appreciate it, Kelly. Thanks so much. I really appreciate your time, Justin. All right. Justin Smith is a father of two and, uh, he's a husband and his family concerned about his well-being. Uh, he's 39 letter carrier. Might never be able to walk the same way again. It's going to be nine months before you can get to uh, delivering your mail. And uh, this is all because of road rage. If this story gets anyone to check themselves over the weekend, you know, I'm not saying that you hit somebody with a car, but yeah, when your blood starts to boil, just think about Justin over the weekend. Take a deep breath and do the right thing.